Thank you so much for being here today. And we want to thank you as well if you've already started joining us in this month of prayer and fasting. We've of been almost a, I think, a week past in our first week of completing this, and we're so grateful that you've joined in and with us in this month of praying and fasting. And this first past, uh, the first week of the month of prayer and fasting, we kind of took some time to examine our souls, and I kind of want to bounce off of that a little bit today as we talk this morning. But I want to encourage you to continue praying and being a part of that. Some of you have, may have never fasted before, but you may feel God leading you to fast in a different way. And there's some resources in that guide about fasting. I encourage you, follow how the Lord wants to lead you in your fasting. There might be fasting from a certain thing or a certain activity in your life and giving yourself to prayer or reading the Bible more. It might be fasting a meal so you can learn dependency upon the Lord. Whatever it might be, there is such a reward in seeking the Lord in fasting and praying. And we want to encourage you to continue praying, continue praying for your brothers and sisters in the faith, in this church, in this community, and around the world as we continue this month. And today I want to talk to you about just really some things that are happening in all of our lives as it goes without saying that we are living in unprecedented times. We're living, have been living uh, what we all thought when we closed the book on, on New Year's Eve on December 31st, 2020, we thought, well, this is the end of this. We're moving forward. And little do we know that this might drag on for two years and who knows how long. And it has gone with a great effect in our land. And we can see that. We can see how it has affected people. It's affected all of us. It's hard not to be affected when your world is upset by a pandemic. It's hard not to be affected when we are living in the results of a pandemic-stricken world. And it changes everything. It changes travel. It changes work. It changes all the things that we know were normal routines of life. It changes it. It was a disruption in our lives. But you know, something about disruptions are that sometimes God uses disruptions to get our attention. And sometimes these disruptions are necessary so that you and I will kind of break out of our mundane kind of going about life and maybe listen to what the Lord is going to say to us. And within these such times that we are living in, it has been seen and it is obvious that there is unprecedented levels of fear and worry and anxiety skyrocketing. I have a friend who's a, a therapist and talking to him and just even the amount of people that he has to talk to now, dealing with the effects. And it wasn't so much the effects of the pandemic, it was the effects of, it's brought it to light, that all of this, the added pressure of the world, it has an effect on us whether we acknowledge it or not. And there is nothing wrong. I want to just put this out there today as we're talking today. There's nothing wrong with being fearful. There's nothing wrong with being worried. There's nothing wrong with being anxious. That's a symptom that we are human. However, it is a spiritual condition that God calls us to give to Him, as we're going to talk about today. And it's important that today, as we understand, we're going to talk about some of these things that we're dealing with in our land today, like fear and worry and anxiety. It's important to understand that when we're talking about these issues today, that we also recognize that there is a difference between issues that we are addressing here today that are spiritual conditions, and then there's a difference between issues that might require a doctor and medical condition. They are both conditions that are as results of the human body. One is spiritual and one is anatomy and physiology. 
And uh, one of the commentators I've been reading and studying lately, he made a, a note to recognize that the issue is not problems of the nervous system, as we're going to talk about, as we're not going to talk about today, but rather dangers that could invite mind-consuming worry. And that's what the Bible addresses, is this type of mind-consuming worry, the type that is just spiritually, it has become an idol. Spiritually, it has become the thing that we are focused and consumed about. And that's not to say that there are some genuine issues like anxiety that need addressing by a doctor, and we respect that. But this morning, I'm not qualified to deal with that field. I'm qualified to talk to you about the spiritual condition of the soul. And that's worry, anxiety, and fear. And of course, as we look across our land, we see all of the things that are happening. And really, at some point in our life, we have to come to grips with, how do I handle my fear? How do I handle my anxiety, spiritually speaking? And how do I handle my worry? What do I do when all of those things seem to overwhelm me? How do I practically put that into action? And of course, there are wonderful Bible verses we read that talk about this, but sometimes we struggle with taking a, co a concept and making it a practice. And that is really what I want to get to today, is seeing how the Bible teaches us to take this concept of surrendering all of my emotions to the Lord and trusting God and making it a practice of my daily life. Otherwise, it will be, continue to be something. If not now, if, if we haven't dealt with our fear now, our anxiety now, our worry now, at some point in our life, we'll have to to come to grips with how do I wrestle with and how do I handle this part of my human nature because I believe every person in here that I can see today I believe every person including myself I believe everybody in here is human and if we are human then therefore we will deal with deal with fear worry and anxiety at some point in our lives if not already but now it's a matter of a question if we are a believer and the Lord Jesus Christ how do I handle it what do I do with it where do I place it and so we have to ask in these times that we are living in, how do I deal with these things that might be overwhelming me or I might be experiencing? And maybe some might say to me, I've just been struggling with this over and over again. I try to do this thing and do that thing, but it just continues to be a problem for me spiritually. And I want to talk to you about that today. So what does God say about that in relation to my faith? And this morning as we talk about that, we're going to look at some other people who faced some giants. And I want to talk to you this morning about giants in the land. In Numbers chapter 13, we hear the story. The Bible speaks to Moses. I mean, the Lord speaks to Moses and tells them to go up into the land of Canaan, the promised land. Oh, the promised land, the place that they had been longing for and wanting and everything, all their goals and ambitions were in that place. So go ahead. Moses sends some spies there, go check out the land and see if everything is okay over there. And so Moses did that, and he sent some spies. And the spies came back with a report. And this was their journey. They were really, uh, maybe spies isn't really the proper word. They were more like explorers. Go check out the land and really see kind of how things are looking over there. And so we're going to read this morning in Numbers chapter 13, verse 25. And we're going to see their report, the report of these spies. The Bible says at the end of 40 days, that's an important thing to note right there, is that they had spent 40 days away from the people to spy out the land. 
And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the Israelites in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Moses told them to bring back a vine from the land. So they brought back some grapes. And they told them, we came to the land which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. Now, let's, let's mark this right here, is that God promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. And guess what they found? A land flowing with milk and honey. But then there is always this conjunction that follows. And. And this is its fruit. Yet the people who live in the land are strong. And the towns are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the land of Nejeb. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. Not only did they just see people in the land, but they said there are all these people around the land. And not only are the people in the land a problem, the people around the land are a problem. You know, it's kind of like going, uh, saying, I've got a headache, and then it turns into my thumb is a little numb, my fingers got a little scratch on it. It's like the problems just begin to multiply one after another. If you look for a problem long enough, you will eventually find it. And that's what they were kind of going into, looking for problems. But Caleb, and it's important to note Caleb today, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, this is interesting. Here's Caleb. Caleb was with all the other spies, but Caleb comes back and says something different. They said, um, well, there's giants in the land. There's, well, there's all these people here. They live by the sea. It's really, it's not strategically a great place to live. But Caleb says, it's all right. We can overcome it. So what's di different about Caleb's perspective? And then the men who'd gone up with him, they, of course, they had to defend their pride. We are not able to go up with this people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought to the Israelites an unfavorable report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land that we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. You know, it didn't just conquer, it's, it devours. They made, they, they made it sound gruesome. These, these guys, they're scary people. They devour its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great size. Notice this next verse. Then we saw the Nephilim, the Anakinites from the Nephilim, and to ourselves we seemed like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. These Nephilim are an interesting group of people who apparently were giants. And the Israelites put themselves up comparative to these giants in the land and said we are just little grasshoppers there's a lot we can learn from this story and there's one other verse or a couple other verses I want to read to you today that happens this whole thing dialogue happens with the Lord and Moses and finally the Lord speaks to Moses and says this in Numbers chapter 14 verse 22 none of the people who have seen my glory and the signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have tested me these ten times and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land that I swore to give to their ancestors, and none of those who despise me shall see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, and has followed me wholeheartedly, 
I will bring into the land which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. What a story. And what a testimony of God and how he works. And there's so much that we can learn from the land. But really, the statement here is, we are grasshoppers and they are giants. And that is really what all of these things that we're going to talk about today, that is really how they make us feel in life. When you are dealing with fear, when you're dealing with worry, when you're dealing with anxiety, is that you have this feeling like a grasshopper in the land. And of course, when you compare yourself as a grasshopper in the land, there's this anxious thought, well, I'm so small that I might be crushed by this thing or that thing. This thing might happen or this little thing might happen. Well, I'm so, I'm so afraid of what's up ahead. Everybody else looks like giants. It's an overwhelming and a terrifying thought. And this is really the outcome of living in fear and worry and anxiety, spiritually speaking, is that we become prisoners of our mind and we feel inferior to the circumstances and to the world that God has placed us in. But listen, God hasn't called any of us to live that way. That isn't how God intended us to live. Then that is not any way to live by its own means. God has intended us to live a different way. And the way that we combat and the way that we go up against those emotions that we face and listen, I want to reemphasize, it's okay to have an emotion. We are all emotional beings. We're human beings. It's a part of being a human. God gave us emotions for a reason. But it's what we do with those emotions that sets us apart from others in the world. And I want to talk about some of these giants in the land that we are facing, like anxiety and fear and worry, and how do I handle that? And the first thing that we're going to talk about here today, and is really the theme to overcome and to combat worry, anxiety, and fear, is this word that sometimes eludes us, but I hope today that we will understand how to make it a little bit more practical. It's called faith. It's called faith. And faith is this thing that, man, there are so many preconceived notions about what faith is. There's so many ideas about what faith is. Some have the idea that if I have enough faith, I can just walk out into air and I'll be walking as if I can float. You know, there's all these different ideas about faith, but I want to show you a biblical picture of faith. And you'll understand that faith today is, has very little to do with me if anything, to do with me and everything to do with who God is and what God's capable of. And so the first thing I want to show you here today is that the Bible says that Caleb spoke up. He, he didn't even just speak up. The Bible says that he quieted the people. Shh, 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 shh. Hey, guys, listen for a minute. Listen, I know what I saw over there. I know there were some giants. I know there were some, there were some big walls. There were some territories that looked like maybe strategically for us. We're just these Israelites. We don't really have it all together. We're kind of a traveling group of people, nomads. We don't really have the, the fortitude to overcome them. But he spoke up and said once again, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. You know, the thing is, is that the spies saw actual giants in the land. But the real giants that they were dealing with were their own fear, anxiety, and worry. 
They weren't actually going to have to worry about those giants in the land. From Caleb's perspective, when Caleb looked at it, he didn't see giants. He saw we are well able to overcome it. When the other spies saw it, they saw there's nothing here but fear and worry and being overcome by their own emotions. And what's interesting to me is the Bible doesn't say that they had any encounters while they were in the land. They didn't get into any squirms or, or, or quarrels. They didn't get in any fights. They didn't have any conflicts. The Bible says they just went up to look. And by their own looking and what they saw, they made an adjustment to their faith and said, because of what I have seen, I know we can't do it. Because of what I have put my eyes on, I know we can't do it. But Caleb, when he saw it, the contrasting opinion was when he saw all the things that they saw. He saw the walls. He saw the giants. He saw all of the things that looked scary to them. But he said, we are well able to overcome it. So what was different about Caleb's perspective? You'll note here as we talk about Caleb, as we just read in Numbers chapter 14, that Caleb had a faith perspective. And a faith perspective can often overcome even the most difficult circumstances. And so that's the first thing I want to show you today is that one of the ways that we conquer the giants in the land, the giants in our land today, is by having faith to overcome giants. Faith to overcome giants. And what I mean by that is, as I said a few moments ago, fear and worry are this kind of ways of making us feel boxed in and like prisoners of our mind. And we know in the New Testament that the Bible shows us that even the enemy uses these tactics to make us feel oppressed at times. But God has able, enabled us, you and I as believers, to live beyond that and overcome that. Now faith, one of the things that you're going to see today is faith is not ignoring present circumstances. And some have this idea today is that I'm just going to live my life as, as if everything else doesn't exist. But Caleb didn't do that. You'll know Caleb's perspective was. Caleb acknowledged, yes, there are some giants. Yes, there are some fortitudes. There are some territories that look scary. But his perspective was we are able to overcome it. If Caleb didn't say, there were no giants in the land, these guys, they don't know what they're talking about. Caleb said, I know that there's giants in the land. I know that there's problems up ahead of us, but we are able to overcome it. And faith, this is an important thing to realize today in our 21st century faith, is faith is not ignoring present circumstances. Faith is acknowledging that even in the midst of difficult circumstances, even when things look like the odds are against us and it looks like things are very challenging, God is still faithful. And that was Caleb's perspective was, we have a word from the Lord to go into the promised land and to take the promised land. We know that's the land God has promised us. And I know there's giants up there. I know there's territories. It's scary. But faith says, because God has spoke and because God has given me a word, and even though it looks difficult and challenging, faith is, is the ability to say, I know that God is faithful even when it looks that way. And that's exactly what Caleb did. Caleb stood up and said, we are able to overcome that. And this is important for us to understand today is because fear, anxiety, and worry, if we will allow it, will seem like the giants in our lives that never go away. And it will be in our lives continually until we learn how to combat it with faith and able to say, I know that it's a reality that I'm facing. 
You'll notice that when you read Hebrews 11, the great hall of faith, all of them had difficult circumstances and not one of them ignored their circumstances. Noah didn't just get up and say, these people are crazy, forget about it. I'm just going to go and do my own thing. Just, I'm not going to hear what they're saying. Noah acknowledged people are rebellious. People are, there are things happening, but God is giving me a word and I'm going by that. Abraham knew that he was about to sacrifice his son and this didn't look like the right circumstances but he lived by faith anyways faith is not ignoring the world faith is the ability to navigate through the world faith is ability to have God helping us navigate the difficulties of the world that we're living in and it's faith to overcome giants and it's the ability for you and I by faith to walk away and say I am in a difficult circumstance. Listen, all of us right here today, we can all say that. We are living in a difficult circumstance. We are living in a difficult world. Things are challenging. Life is challenging than it was, more challenging than it was before. But I cannot become subject to fear. I cannot become subject to worry, to anxiety, because I only have one Lord, and his name is Jesus. And I'm not going to let fear, worry, anxiety dictate the course of my life I'm going to let Jesus dictate the course of my life. And so now I have faith to overcome giants. We'll, talk, we'll come back to more of that to a minute. The second thing you're going to see is that Caleb needed the faith to move forward. Caleb needed the faith to move forward. And as you and I, here we are, this is a really uh, a great perspective for us to kind of take into heart today. As you and I are looking at 2022, and as we're already looking at it from the start of this year, it, it can look like maybe this isn't going to be the year that we hoped it would be. But faith allows us to say that even though it looks challenging, and even though it looks like there's a wall up ahead, I still have the faith to keep going. I still have the faith to keep pressing on. Paul didn't tell the people and didn't tell the church in Philippi and he didn't tell all of the churches that he were writing that were being persecuted for the faith, that were being beaten for their faith. He didn't tell them, hey guys, just stop preaching the gospel. He told them, keep pressing on, keep going. And that's what Caleb did. Is worry and anxiety, spiritual anxiety and fear inhibits growth and progress in our spiritual lives because it becomes the idol of our heart. When we allow worry and anxiety and fear to take root in our soul, that becomes the God whom we become most concerned about. However, we have to realize that in our lives that that is an idol. And I have to realize what am I going to do with this thing that has become an idol now? It's not to say that we won't experience those things. It's just, to, it's just to be able to say that when that idol comes up to me, I know how to put it in its place. And the difference is learning to surrender my fear, my worry, and my anxieties to the Lord. Listen, if there wasn't a Caleb, there may not have been a promised land. If there wasn't a Caleb to say, we've got to go forward. God has spoke. God has given us a word. God has promised us this. If there wasn't a Caleb to say, let's go. We can go right now and occupy it. If there wasn't a Caleb, then what would have happened to the promised land? God would have come up with another way. But if we see here that they all missed out on it because of their fear and their worry and their anxiety. They went through the list of what ifs. 
What if those are giants and they can overcome us? What if those guys by the sea, they've got boats and strategy, they can overcome? What if they're behind those walls is a great army? What if they overcome us? What if they take us down? And that is the spiraling process of worry and fear. It takes us in this mindful process of always saying, what if, what if this thing happens? What if that thing happens? And you see how once again that person gets stuck. They're a prisoner. They're always thinking about the what ifs instead of saying, how can I move forward, God? Instead of getting stuck right here in this place, Lord, how do you want me to move forward? That doesn't mean, and this is important today, that doesn't mean that I'm reckless with my life. And that doesn't mean that I live my life as though I'm Superman and just expect to get through absolutely anything, and I can drive as fast as I want. I can do whatever I want because I've got enough faith no matter what happens. No, that's called recklessness. And there's a difference. Faith is not going ahead and just ignoring everything that is presently happening. That's called pride. That's when someone says, my agenda is above others. And you know what the Bible says about pride? Pride comes before the fall. When someone tries to assert their own agenda or way above what God's way is, above God's will, that's pride. This thing happened to Jesus, actually. Jesus was up on the temple. He was there. The Bible, he was being tested by Satan. And Satan took him to the very pinnacle of the temple and to the top of the pinnacle of the temple. And he said, jump off of this thing. And surely he's the son of God. He could have had a league of angels come and rescue him at any moment. But what did Jesus say? Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Because Jesus realized faith is not about gambling God's will for my life and just wondering what might happen. Faith is the ability to say that I know right now, even in this tempting situation, God is present with me. Faith is ability to say, I don't have to gamble my life. I don't have to gamble God's purpose for my life. I can say right now with a whole heart and assurance to know that God is with me no matter what. Listen, when you and I read the New Testament, when we read the Bible, keep in mind that we are reading the stories of people whose circumstances were never favorable. Things were hardly ever working in their favor. Things were hardly as comfortable as they are for you and I. But yet they had the faith and the faith to say, I acknowledge that right now God is able to help me. I acknowledge that even in this suffering, even in my hunger, even in my abandonment, even in this fear and the worry that I'm facing, I acknowledge God is able to meet me right here. Right here. Listen, our Lord is a Lord of suffering. And if anybody knows pain and difficulty in life, it's our Lord Jesus. And surely he knows what you and I are going through when things get tough when the rubber meets the road, when things are challenging, but yet he gladly comes alongside of us in those places. And as a matter of fact, the Bible said to Paul, when Paul wanted to get out of his pain, when Paul wanted to flee away from everything that he was dealing with, the Bible says that the Lord spoke up and he says, wait a minute, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, Paul could have just said, no, God, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm just going to trust you no matter what. No. The solution was, in your limitations, in your human limitations, Paul, faith is enough. My grace is sufficient for you right there. 
And it's the, it's the faith is acknowledging that sometimes in life, things are not always going to work the way we want to. But no matter the way they work, God is right there with me. God is present even in that place, that despicable place. God is right there. And his grace is sufficient there. The next thing you're going to see with Caleb is the Bible said of Caleb in Numbers 14, he says that he was going to give him the promised land. And he said, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Fear, worry, and anxiety, you know what they cause us to do, spiritually speaking? They cause us to serve with God with a divided heart. They cause us to serve God with God, I'm just living in a little bit of fear and I can't quite fully serve you. God, I'm dealing with a little bit of worry and I can't quite fully serve you. I'm dealing with anxious thoughts, spiritually speaking, and I can't fully serve you. But faith serves God with a wholehearted, with a whole heart, with everything that's in us. Faith isn't coming to God and saying, now, Lord, I'm going to serve you, but I've got some worry I want to hold on to. I've got some fear I want to keep in my life. I've got some anxious thoughts I want to hold on to. No, faith comes to God with a wholehearted devotion and surrenders everything to the Lord. Faith is the ability to say, Lord, I am worried about this thing. I am struggling with this thing. But you know what, Lord? I give it to you. And you know what? The Bible says this, that 1 Peter 5 and 7, that it encouraged the church, cast all of your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. And the solution for our fear and our worry and our anxious thoughts is to realize that I can't handle it on my own. It's to realize that, Lord, in my own self, in my own life, I'm human and I'm limited. And I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be worried. But, Lord, I need the faith and the grace to live knowing that I can cast it all on you. It's as if you take it off your shoulders and you just say, Lord, now I hand it to you. You help me carry this thing. I'm worried, Lord, about how I'm going to pay the bills. And God, it just keeps me up at night. I don't know what to do. And I'm sorry, Lord, it's overcoming me. Faith says, Lord, instead of staying up at all night and wondering how am I going to pay the bills, there is one who neither slumbers nor sleep. And Lord, I've given this to you and I'm just going to trust. It's yours. Faith says, Lord, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that what's going to happen tomorrow with my job. I'm afraid I might get laid off. I'm afraid that things are changing and that I don't know what my future is going to be. Faith says, Lord, I'm afraid, but you hold my future. And no matter what's up ahead, I just trust it to you. Faith is learning to stop and recognize that, yes, I am human, but God is God. And he is greater than all of my human weaknesses. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. There is a Bible verse that is important, and I know it's one you've heard many times when we talk about fear and worry and anxiety, and I want to read it to you again this morning. The Bible writes, and Paul writes to the church at Philippi, and it's important to understand that when, church, when Paul was writing to the church at Philippi, uh, this was a church that was dealing with suffering. The, hear me today. They were dealing with suffering in the land. People were going around and persecuting the Christians. 
They were hurting. And we know that from the nature of this letter that Paul writes to the church in Philippi, that this church was economically struggling. They were having a hard time making ends meet. They were wondering how we were going to get from here to there. They didn't know what was going to happen with the next world. And, and from some ways, we can almost determine that there was an economic oppression. And what we mean by that is that the government, in a way, the, the Roman government or the people over them, were keeping them from accessing the means that they needed to live because they were Christian. But Paul writes to them in the church in Philippi, and he, he loves this church. And Philippians chapter 4 is a beautiful chapter because we see Paul's love for this church. And Paul loved them because even in their suffering and even in their pain and their fear and their worry and their anxiety, they gave to the Lord like they had all the money in the world. They gave in offerings like they were just believing God was just going to put it right back in their pocket. They trusted God with faith no matter what was happening. They just walked by faith saying, Lord, we know we're just going to keep preaching the gospel. And so Paul encouraged them. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And you know, that, that's a beautiful verse in and of itself. Do not worry about anything. And, and you know what? That's not the first time that was said in the Bible. Jesus said about that. said that verse in Matthew chapter 6. Do not worry about your life, Jesus said. And Paul just echoed his words. Do not worry about anything. But in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In other words, what Paul was telling them was this. Faith is learning to exchange our worries and our fears with prayer and supplication. Faith is learning to go to the time of prayer and seeking the Lord and saying, Yes, Lord, this is my reality, but yes, Lord, this is your reality. Faith is learning to say, Lord, I am overcome and overwhelmed, but I know who you are, Lord. And I know that in all of this, that's why Job could look up and say in the middle of all of his suffering, I know that my Redeemer lives because even in suffering, even in pain, even in difficulty, when we go to the Lord in prayer, what we have done is access the one who has created our very being who holds our future in our hands and all of those worries and fears and anxieties you know what happens to them they go out the window because when we realize that God is in charge and God is sovereign then we have enough faith to walk away saying you know what Lord I'm just going to leave that with you I'm going to trust you I'm going to leave knowing that God you are able because I prayed and done what your word says and you know what? That verse would be so wonderful just in its own self. But Paul goes on and says something even greater. And a promise that is really this should be one verse combined together. But it got separated into two because there's a conjunction. And that means that this sentence should be combined in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. And it says this. And the peace of God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying is when you and I go to prayer to the Lord and we find the Lord, God has a way of lifting our worries, anxieties, and fears and replaces it with his peace. And he doesn't even say that. I love the way that Paul says this here. It's he says, it won't make sense it won't make sense. Listen, 
The thing about faith in the midst of worry and fear and anxiety is it doesn't make sense. It's not understandable. It is only something that a believer in Jesus Christ can have because their confidence is not in the world. Their confidence is in their Lord. And when our confidence is in the Lord, it's an understanding that is beyond our reasoning and reckoning. It's only entrusted to the Lord. And he doesn't just leave it there. He says this, will guard your hearts and your minds. That means that if you and I make a habit of coming to the Lord in prayer and supplication and we lay down our fears and worries and God replaces it with his peace that guards our hearts and minds, do you know what that means? That you and I, it's possible by the grace of God to live life without fear, without anxiety, and without worry because we can have the peace of God that guards our minds and guards our hearts. We can have the peace that says, I know that I'm living in a pandemic and I know I've got to do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just going to trust God's peace with me that's going to guard me from being overwhelmed and overcome to know that God is able and He is with me even in this difficult place. Right now, He's present. Isn't that wonderful? That God knew that you and I would live in a difficult world. God knew that. God knew that you and I would face pandemics. God knew you and I would face bill shortages. God knew you and I would have times where we would be laid off of our jobs. God knew that we would have times when we would be in family crises. God knew that well since the beginning of time. But his solution and his answer was this. Just come pray and I'll give you my peace. The type of peace that when Jesus was being beaten, and stripes were put on his back and being led to the cross. The type of peace that could say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because he had faith in the plan that was even better than their own understanding. It's faith. Can I invite you to stand with me this morning? I just want to invite you this morning to close your eyes with me today. Today, I, I just want to encourage you this year that whenever you face fear, which you will, I will, whenever we face worry, which we will, whenever we face anxious thoughts, which we will, that we develop a practice of surrendering it to the Lord in prayer and exchanging all of our fears, worries, and anxieties for the peace of God. And that is God's will for you. That's God's will for you. God's will is for you to live in peace with His peace. That doesn't mean things are always going to be the best of circumstances, but He promises His peace. And there is nothing like the peace of God. And this morning as I've just been preparing and praying over this, I just know there are some people who are dealing with real worry and anxious thoughts spiritually and you don't know how to serve the Lord anymore. You've lost your way. You've been overcome by it. And today, I just want to tell you today, the Lord loves you so much. And He knows your limits. He knows you're overcome. He knows that. He knows you better than anyone in the world. He knows the number of hairs on your heads. And He knows the limits of your worry and your fear and your anxiety. He knows that when you feel like you're getting to a breaking point and you can't go anymore, God knows that. God knows that. God knows we're living in a world where we have restrictions and things that we have to abide by and do this thing and that thing. God knows that. 
And all God is asking and inviting you is to live instead of with worry as your God or anxious thoughts as your God, to live with Him as your God. And He gives you peace. And God doesn't want to see any of His children suffering and wondering, God, I can't go on in life. No, God wants you to live with His peace. And this morning today, can I just encourage you with the type of faith that Caleb had that said, yes, Lord, I know there's giants in the land. I know this is my reality. But because the Lord has gave me a word, because God is with us, we are well able to overcome it. And I want to encourage you, Christian. I want to encourage you, believer. You don't have to live that way. You can overcome it. You can overcome it by faith. And this morning, can I just encourage you to do like Peter said and cast your anxieties on the Lord because He cares for you? Don't just do it because you're trying to get rid of it. Do it knowing because He cares for me. Because God loves you so much, He wants you to hand that thing over to Him. It's as if God knew that we had something dangerous in our hand that was about to harm us or cause us pain and suffering. And God is just asking, it's okay, my child. Just give it to me. I want to protect you. I want to watch over you and cover you under the shadow of the Almighty. And this morning, can I just encourage you, all of those worries, all of those fears that you handed to the Lord and let God's peace come. Oh, the wonderful peace, 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 peace be unto you wonderful peace before the choir comes would you just take a moment God just surrender it to the Lord Lord I'm, I'm going to give it to you I'm going to hand it over to you I'm going to trust you Lord I'm not going to live reckless with my life I'm going to acknowledge that right now Lord even in the midst of my suffering and difficulty I have faith to know you are with me your word has promised me that and I acknowledge that even in this present difficult world that we are in, and Lord, where I'm looking and wondering how am I going to go forward, I'm going to go forward by faith. I'm going to go forward knowing that you are with me, Lord. It's submission. It's humility. It's trusting God. Not running away in our own pride and ignoring God's will and commands for our lives, but trusting God is sovereign, even in difficult circumstances. So, Lord, today, all of us together, Lord, every believer here this morning, Lord, God, we are handing over our worries. Lord, I'm not going to be worried about finances. I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to surrender it to you, Lord. There are some things, Lord, I do my part. I do my job. I do what I do. But, God, there are some things, Lord, I just don't know how to work out. So I want to surrender it to you in prayer. And, God, you've promised your peace. Lord, there are some times in my life where I'm just afraid, Lord. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go about life. But Lord, instead of being afraid, I want to just take you at your word. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. You gave me a different spirit like Caleb, the spirit of faith that says I don't have to be subject to fear. I'm subject to God Almighty. So Lord, we hand it over to you. We exchange it for faith today, God. Oh Lord, help me to trust you. You're anxious this morning. Peace, peace be unto you. God's peace be unto you. Lay down your anxious thoughts unto the Lord today. Whatever you're anxious about, whatever it is that's just attacking you, the enemy's just using it to rub it into you a little harder and make you suffer, just lay it down. Say, Lord, I'm suffering under this thing. I need your peace. God has promised his peace. Just ask, open up your heart and ask, 
Lord, I need your peace. Peace, come today, Lord, come. So, Lord, we all come to you this morning. We all come to you, Lord, today. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you told us in your word, don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough troubles of its own. So, Lord, we're not going to worry about tomorrow. We're not going to worry about the next day, the next month, the next year. We're just going to trust you, God. And we're going to keep going to you as long as there is fear and worry and anxiety that's coming up in my spiritual life. Lord, to help me this year, instead of just running around carrying that thing, to run to you and hand it over and say, Lord, I need your peace. I need your peace, Lord. God, help me, Father, to just come to you this year. Help us, Lord, to develop our practice. Instead of being a people of worry, we become a people of prayer. Instead of being a people of fear, we become a people who know we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Instead of being a people who are anxious all the time, we are people who are courageous about the power of the gospel. Lord, help us this year to live as you would want us to live, in the fullness of your will and purpose for our lives, Lord. We know, Father, we know that this gospel shall be preached to all nations Lord so help us father to run with it Lord help us to not slow down help us to run with faith God knowing you are with us Lord and you will help us Lord enable your church father to be strong Lord to be courageous Lord to be bold father and preach the gospel without hindrance Lord help us Lord to weigh, lay aside every weight that so easily entangles us and run with perseverance this year Lord we thank you, Lord. Lead us and guide us, Father, this year. We thank you, Father. As the choir comes, we're going to sing today. I want to encourage you this morning. Just open up your heart and give whatever you're dealing with to the Lord today. Cast it. Throw it on the Lord. Just lay it in his lap. God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to walk out of here with it today. We're going to trust you today. We're going to live by faith. Live by faith.